The Pro Act Know How. Today we're looking at um, the how to stay non-resident while you are UK resident. Um, if you've got any questions, you can uh, uh, do some chats during the uh, conversation. We've got a, a, a message board live uh, and we'll try and help you there. If you've got any other further questions, go to our website at proactpartnership.com. Uh, on our contact us page, you can book a free review, you can book a paid consultant review um, and you can uh, ask a question there uh, and we'll get back to you and, and deal with you as best we can. We offer a retained client service for expats living and working abroad. So it can be just to advise on residency and, and how that residency works. And we get a lot of questions from our clients uh, and ex expats around the world about how long they can spend in the UK and what the ties and what the implications are of that. And that's what we're looking at today. So let's, uh, let's dive straight into it. <clears throat> um, you can be resident or non-resident um, and th that, that is your choice. You can be tax resident or not tax resident. Now the two things aren't exactly the same. Uh, there's an also a status of citizenship and nationality. Um, now that those citizenship and nationality and domicile change over much longer periods of time. So let's assume that they're they're static for the purpose of this talk today. What we're talking about is if you're um, uh, I've got British citizenship and you're um, uh, do you want to be resident or non-resident? And, and what are the criteria? <clears throat> now, if you're in the UK, your family's in the UK, your home's in the UK, then obviously you are resident. And if you are resident for the majority of the year, more than half the year, you're tax resident as well. But what if you're living and working abroad? How much time can you spend in the UK? Um, what can you do in terms of work or family or, or, or other ties in terms of the UK? Uh, because the, the bottom line is, if it's a tax question, you can either be resident or non-resident for tax purposes. And that's what we're examining here today. So let's have a look uh, at the scenario that we, we want to consider today. So uh, somebody is working abroad, um, whether they're working remotely uh, uh, for, for work that's done in the UK or whether they're doing a job abroad, um, uh, <clears throat> and they're living abroad, what, what is the determination uh, of how they can remain non-resident while visiting family and friends in the UK? Um, your citizenship doesn't mean that you're not only resident, but you're non-resident. Um, and to meet the non-resident tax rules, you need to follow a certain amount of requirements. And bear in mind that um, uh, the passports are monitored. So even though you've got no um, uh, electronic travel authority as a British citizen coming into the border, uh, you're still scanning your passport, your retina, your facial scans each time you cross a border. So there is a record with the flight data, with the border control of you coming in and out of the UK. So we need to make sure that we declare the right information and it's verifiable if, if it's ever checked and on 
by by the authorities. So let's look at some of the criteria that could affect uh, uh, residents or non-residents. Um, if all the homes that you own are in the UK, then you will be tax resident. You cannot be non-resident if all your homes are in the UK, even if you spend all the time traveling overseas during that time. So you can spend the whole of the year traveling, but if all your homes are in the UK, then you will be tax resident. Now, the converse of that is true, especially in the EU, um, where if you want to get a, a, a residence, um, to, to get a, a permanent residency, a residency permit in any country, uh, to get a tax residence, uh, you need to have an address and a home in that country. So if somebody comes to the UK and wants to have a, a, a residency permit and uh, leading to indefinite leave to remain, a permanent residency for the UK, then you need to have a home in the UK uh, to, to, to get that uh, residency permit over those years. And obviously, if you've got a home and you remain in the UK for more than uh, six months a year, then you become tax resident. Uh, <clears throat> so it, it's the same for any other country. You've got to have a home and a, a residence in that country to become tax resident in that country. So you've got to have a home overseas to be non-resident in the UK. So that's the first criteria. Now, it, 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 when if you're um, coming then back to the UK, you can have a, a home in the UK as well, as long as you've got that home overseas. Okay, so we've established that, that there's a difference. So you've got to have more than one home, but one, um, not all of them have got to be in the UK. Um, having uh, Owning a property in the UK in itself is not a tie to the UK, and it doesn't determine or contribute towards the fact that you're resident or non-resident. Only the property doesn't do that. It, it's whether you live in it that, that becomes the, the, the determinant in terms of uh, tax residency or non-residency. So uh, as soon as you've got um, a home in the UK that, that you can live in and live in just for one day, then it's a tie to the UK. So having a home in the UK and living in it for, for more than one day a year is a tie to the UK, but it doesn't determine um, that it's your main home. But you do have limitations on that. Um, um, if you've got a home, then uh, you, you begin to get certain criteria where you could impact on um, having uh, uh, on your non-residence. And through that, to that property that you've got in the UK. So it, that <clears throat> if your family is in the home, the family is a second tie. Uh, so uh, staying in the home is one tie and the family is a second tie. But again, it's not necessarily going to determine whether you're a resident or non-resident, but it's going to contribute towards that. Generally, if you don't spend more than 91 days in the country, you can usually be not non-resident. Um, but if you've got a family tie, an accommodation tie, that can reduce the, the days down. 
that, that you can spend in the UK and remain non-tax resident. If you go over the 91 days in, a U, in the UK, then yes, you do. That, that becomes another tie. So if you've been in the UK for more than 91 days in the last two years, that is a tie. Your family's there is a tie. You, your properties are tied. So that again, that, that, that's restricting the amount of maneuverability that you've got and the time that you can actually spend in the UK. So it, it's again, it's something that we need to think about in terms of that. The only way that you can absolutely remain non-resident in the UK is to spend less than 16 days in the UK. Um, um, and obviously have, a, have the home overseas as well. Um, so you can visit your property, you can visit your uh, family in the UK. Uh, what about working? Well, then it becomes a bit more complicated uh, again um, uh, about the type of work that you're going to do. So let's consider what the situation is regard to when you're working overseas. So when you, if you're working overseas, then uh, that work has got to be done overseas. So if you've got a contract that's giving you, for example, 35, day, 35 hours a week for the majority of the year, and let's say that's more than 75% uh, of a year, of a tax year, then that is a substantial, that is overseas work. So if you want to be, uh, be non-resident to the UK and living and working abroad, doing that work, then it's got to be a full-time job overseas for the majority and at least three quarters of the year to be deemed to be overseas work. If you're working remotely and, and you're, you're doing a contract from the UK, um, that, that is the requirement to be non-resident. So you can be taxed overseas on that income if you can show and demonstrate clearly that a full-time job over the majority of the year the work has been carried out overseas. Now, you then need to look at whether that is substantial work or not. I mean, if the substance of the work is being done overseas, even if it's been done online, then, then that can be taxed overseas. However, if you're doing substantial amounts of work actually in the UK, um, then the reverse will be true. You could... Um, be doing some work overseas, uh, but if a, a substantial amount of that work is done in the UK, that could be classed and, and deemed to be um, uh, taxed in the UK. And, and generally, uh, the rules uh, on work and substantive work are the reverse of each other. So what you can show to be a substantive uh, permanent full-time work overseas, the reverse will be true in the UK. Going into it to the next level, there's another consideration when you're working uh, in the UK. So if you're living and working abroad, but you're going back to the UK to do some work, there's a limit to the amount of working days you can do, which is 31 days in a year. So if you're doing more than 31 days work in the UK a year, that will be deemed that your job is being substantially done in the UK and therefore tax, taxable in the UK. So if you're working overseas, yes, you can do some work in the UK, but the substantial amount of that needs to be less than 31 days in a year. 
consider the next element in, in, in the scenario. What is the definition of a working day? Uh, very important for when you're traveling into the UK to do the work. Working day is three hours or more. So if you go in and have um, uh, four mornings work in the UK, uh, that is four days work of four hours, uh, more, more than three days. If you go in and you have one 16 hour day, that is one day's work with four lots of uh, four hour meetings. So it, it, it can be done either way, but you need to bear in mind the total number of days uh, adds up to whether that work is being, uh, the overall annual work is being done in the UK as opposed to not being done in the UK. When we talk about days in the UK, what, what do I mean by that? Um, well, we talk about the midnight hour. So it, it, to be resident and working in the UK on any day, you, you need to be there past midnight. So if you're leaving the UK um, at 11 o'clock at night, you're not in the UK that, that day. It's a day of travel. So it's something to bear in mind there which gives you that extra flexibility um, uh, to do uh, your traveling in or traveling out of the UK. Uh, and it, so it could could mean you've got the potential uh, to um, uh, arrive early and leave late and get the most of two days in the UK without being substantially uh, in the UK and, and counting as, as your days in the UK. So let's summarize what we've said today. Uh, you can uh, have family and you can have uh, property in the UK that you want to stay in, um, but only if you stay in the properties that are tied to the UK, as is the family. Uh, as long as the majority of your work more than three quarters of the year on a full-time basis is carried out outside the UK and the substantial part of that work is carried outside the UK, then you can be taxed abroad on that work, even if you're working remotely uh, on, on a UK contract. Um, you, 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 the number of days in the UK, if they're less than 91, and generally you're going to be non-resident, but if you go over 91 days, that's an extra tie. And if, if the, the work days uh, increase, that's another tie. And, 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 and all these can contribute to reducing the total amount of days that you spend in the UK. So it could be uh, as few as 16 to be automatically considered as non-resident. Uh, and one of the factors that expats must need to consider, if you're roaming around if if you're a, a remote worker but you want to be a, a bit of a nomad you have to spend um if you're in the uk more days than any other single country then you'll be classed as taxed in, in the uk as well um so if you spend only 90 days in the uk um, but you're traveling only 60 days in any other country you will still be tax resident in the uk uh, and, and lose your non-resident status. Uh, I hope you found that interesting. Uh, we, we've covered uh, the range. Um, it's okay to have family and property um, and, and, and do some work in the UK. 
but you need the substantial majority of your working time need to be spent abroad for you to maintain your non-resident tax status. For more information and guidance, we offer online uh, advice service, uh, which we can give uh, uh, through meet online advice meetings or written reports uh, to help and guide you on your non-resident status. You'll find out more details at, at our website, productpartnership.com. Uh, and go to our store uh, where we, you've got the range of options for the online advice meetings or and consultations uh, or to have a written report on your circumstance. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Contact us at productpartnership.com if you've got any questions, if you want to book a, a consultant meeting, and we'll see you again next time. The ProAct Know-How, brought to you by ProAct.